Hey guys, so there are tons of organizations and individuals who are making the world a better place, a lot of which we've yet to feature on the podcast. We know because a lot of you guys have been reaching out. So to help us dig our way through, we're holding a contest to determine who to feature on the next season of Sincerely Human. And it's super easy to join. Just pick out your favorite episode of the podcast and share the link. You can do this by posting on social media, or you can send it to three people in your network via text, email, however way you choose. Then just email us at contact at humangroupmedia.com with a brief description of your organization and a screenshot of you sharing the episode. The two winners will be featured on a Sincerely Human episode next season, as well as our Instagram page. On top of that, we'll also be donating $150 to your organization. Email us your entries by December 18. If you know someone who might be interested, please share this with them. All the details are in our show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. For many of our students, they've really internalized their labels as felon or criminal. And so they've been seen as this part of society's problem for so long. And this gives them this opportunity to be part of society's solution, to be giving back to their community and uplifting others. You're listening to Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. Welcome to the show. When people have a troubled past, they often have a hard time shaking off negative stereotypes. For this reason, those coming out of prison, homelessness, and foster care have some of the highest unemployment rates in our society. Before the pandemic, these ranged from 27 to 42 percent. And COVID-19 has only worsened these numbers as we hit the highest unemployment rate since the Great Depression. Our guest today is Aviva Paley, co-founder and senior director of Kitchens for Good. Aviva not only helps lift people out of poverty by getting them employed, but through Kitchens for Good, she's simultaneously alleviating hunger and food waste in San Diego, California. We train men and women who were previously considered unemployable after histories of incarceration, homelessness, and foster care for meaningful careers in the culinary and hospitality industry. And our students practice their culinary skills and give back to the community by taking thousands of pounds of rescued food from wholesalers, farmers, and grocery stores, and they prepare that into thousands of healthy and nutritious meals for hungry San Diegans. Before the pandemic, Kitchens for Good also operated as a social enterprise. They catered different types of events, generating half of their revenue. But due to COVID, services have been suspended. However, this didn't stop Aviva. As the need for hunger relief increased, she's been working hard to provide meals for those in need, all while supporting students and alumni of Kitchens for Good. Despite how passionate Aviva is about food justice, she never thought she'd be working in this field. Originally from Baltimore, Aviva was an artist for many years, 
It was in 2011 when she first became interested in the many ways food intersects with other aspects of life. To explore this, Aviva spent her summer that year at a farming residency fellowship. I was learning a tremendous amount, but perhaps the part that was really most impactful for me was that our week was kind of split up between working at this beautiful urban farm in Berkeley where we would do summer camp programming for fairly affluent children. And, you know, I'm in Berkeley. And so these kids are like doing little farm activities and they're asking questions like, is this sugar organic? And like, can we have more tofu for lunch? And I was just truly amazed by, you know, these five-year-olds asking such questions. And then going for two days a week to work on another program where we were working in a low-income housing project in Richmond and seeing these stark contrasts there where these kids had never seen a vegetable come from the ground and had no context for the fact that food comes from the earth. Aviva started learning more about the disparities between both communities. In one of my classes there, a kid had a temper tantrum, um, just like a five-year-old having a rough day. And what ended up happening is the on-site security guard came in and handcuffed this five-year-old in our class. And it was such a shocking look at the stark contrast that we see in different neighborhoods and our access to fair practices, to food, to justice. And I think that that experience really set me down this path of not just looking at how do we use food to nourish, but how do we use food as tools for um, empowerment and social justice. After that experience, Aviva moved to San Diego to pursue a path that would help address food insecurity. But when she got there, she wanted to do things differently. I had been working in different organizations that were looking to tackle issues of food insecurity. And it seemed like we were asking the wrong question. We were looking at how do we end hunger? And everyone kept saying the answer was give out more food. But to me, that's only looking at how do we feed the food line? It wasn't answering the question of how do we make the line shorter? How do we lift people up out of poverty and into self-sufficiency so that they are no longer needing that assistance? Aviva wanted to work for an organization that not only fed people, but also empowered them. She knew of places like that in other parts of the country. At social enterprise kitchens, people are trained for employment by using rescued food to feed the hungry. At the same time, they have a business that generates revenue to support their programs. Aviva couldn't find an organization like that in San Diego. So she began researching on how to start one. Through this process, she met Chuck Samuelson, a retired chef and restaurateur. He had just started working on this idea of a kitchen that could do job training, food rescue, and meal production. And so after about six months of researching it, I really decided I don't just want to research this. I want to do it. I want to bring this into reality. So I joined Chuck and we spent the next year looking for the right kitchen that we could launch this idea. They eventually found the right place. At Kitchens for Good, 
People who are considered unemployable after histories of incarceration, homelessness, and foster care learn skills in the culinary and hospitality industries. So among these populations are some of the highest unemployment rates in society. You look at individuals coming out of incarceration and over 50% of them will return to prison within two years of release and have a really high unemployment rate, similar to those coming out of foster care and homelessness. And a lot of that is attributed both to the stigma associated with homelessness and incarceration and foster care. And a lot of it is the lack of training and access to connections to get their foot in the industry and really giving them that foundation with not just the knife skills, but also the life skills that they need to get and keep a job. Aviva distinguishes between knife skills, which are the cooking techniques needed for the culinary industry, and life skills. You could be the best cook in the entire world, but if you're showing up late or talking back to your employer or getting in fights with coworkers, it doesn't matter how well you cook. So our life skills classes teach things like communication techniques, conflict resolution, and some of the more technical skills like interviewing, resume writing, job search skills. So really everything that's involved in getting hired and not getting fired from a job. At Kitchens for Good, students prepare themselves for future jobs while contributing to the reduction of food waste. About 40% of food ends up going to the landfill in the United States, while simultaneously one in six in San Diego are food insecure. So we look to our kitchen to really bridge that gap by taking all of that rescued food and preparing it into really delicious and nutritious meals that our students get to prepare. The meals they make are donated to food assistance and community organizations. And what has been really beautiful is that, you know, we we saw it as an opportunity for our students to practice their knife skills. And perhaps what we did not expect is how meaningful a part of the program it is to them. For many of our students, they have even very recently been on that other end of the food line. And They've really internalized their labels as felon or criminal. And so they've been seen as this part of society's problem for so long. And this gives them this opportunity to be part of society's solution, to be giving back to their community and uplifting others. And so we'll often hear from our students that the preparation of these meals is one of their most meaningful parts of their program for them. When students finish their 13 weeks of training, Kitchens for Good helps them get jobs, often at the top restaurants and hotels in San Diego. Before the pandemic, 85% of Kitchens for Good graduates remained employed for at least 18 months after graduation. 80% of them even received a promotion. It's so amazing to see how far some of our students have gone. We've had several, probably 10 plus graduates who have gone on to become chefs and restaurant managers, sous chefs. And what's beautiful is that they are now hiring the graduates of our program and paying it forward to help give others a leg up as well. Kitchens for Good manages to achieve so much in part because of their social enterprise model. We knew early on that we did not want to be the typical nonprofit 
that is wholly reliant on grants and donations to survive. So we wanted to bake in enterprise into what we do um, so that we could generate our own revenue and also provide on-the-job training to our culinary students. Before the pandemic, they catered around 500 events a year, everything from weddings to corporate meetings. This generated half of their operating budget. It also provided their students with working experience before entering full-time employment. But due to COVID-19, their catering service has been suspended. Despite this, the support of donors and volunteers has enabled them to scale their meal production. In times when their community needed them the most, Kitchens for Good went from preparing 2,000 meals a week in February to over 15,000 meals a week in May. There is such a robust need right now. And what's really startling is how many individuals are coming to these distributions who have never had to come to a food distribution in their entire lives. These are working families who both parents have lost their jobs and they're having to make really tough choices about, you know, whether to buy food or pay their electric bill. Kitchens for Good also quickly pivoted to serve their students by moving their classes online. But the most affected were their alumni. We knew that it was going to hit the restaurant industry hard and therefore our graduates who are employed there. So we worked to quickly reach out to all 300 of our alumni. And what we found was that our employment rate had plummeted from 85% employed to about 20% employed, which was really, really devastating for all of the work we've done and how far our students had reached and found success in their lives. Aviva immediately set out to solve this issue. So we worked to help connect them with benefits and resources, be it food, mental health services, relief funds. And at this point, where we're really focusing our energy is helping to prepare our students for the eventual re-entry into the workforce. So things like brushing up on their interviewing skills, refining their resumes, and we're even bringing some of them back into our kitchen to assist with the meal production to kind of keep their skills sharp during this time. Majority of their alumni who experienced furloughs during the pandemic have been rehired or placed in new jobs. Kitchens for Good also managed to relaunch their in-person training program in September this year. Aviva's determination to overcome the challenges of this pandemic is evident. At Kitchens for Good, she continues to provide hunger relief and economic opportunities for the most marginalized in her community. Kindness has been guiding Aviva every step of the way. Our philosophy at Kitchens for Good is that all people have potential, and that is a guiding principle and belief that we operate by. And it ties so closely with kindness, because I think that when you're kind and believe in others and show them the respect that they deserve, it not only changes your relationship with them, but it changes their relationship with themselves. And I've seen it so frequently with our students who have told me saying, you know, you or this organization has made me feel more human than I have ever felt in my life. And for the last many years, I've been a number in the criminal justice system or just that invisible person on the street corner. 
And you have, just by saying hi and asking me how I'm doing and seeing me and treating me like a normal person, you've given me my humanity back. interested in volunteering or donating to Kitchens for Good, check out kitchensforgood.org. We loved learning about Kitchens for Good. We hope Aviva inspired you to find ways to make a difference in your community. We'll be back next week with another amazing story. So thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you guys then.